You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. Hello to everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. I'm your host, Kate Agnew. And this week, we've got a bit of a different episode. We'll be chatting to another podcaster, or should I say podcasters. Final year dietitian students Mandy Lee Noble and Anna Reeves have thrown their passion for food and dietetics into a new podcast called The Dietitian's Dilemma. Nutrition and dietetic students are frequently asked about diet and misinformation in the media. And so Mandy and Anna research current media issues related to nutrition and discuss them in a down-to-earth way on their podcast. The episodes are also peppered with Mandy and Anna's own stories and experiences of loving food and cooking for their own families. And this podcast is full of laughs and there's always a podcast picnic to provide sustenance during the recording. So I'm pleased to welcome them onto the show to talk about their podcast, their bright ideas and also the inspiration behind it as well as their plans for the future. So welcome Anna and Mandy to the Dietitian Connection podcast. It is very, very cool to be talking to you guys this evening. Thank you. Thank you very Hi, much, Kate. Kate. Thank you very much, Kate. It's great to be talking to you. So I've been listening to your podcast and I think it's a great idea. But for our listeners who have not had the chance to listen yet, um, could you tell us a little bit about yourselves? Uh, sure. Yep. So, well, we're both final year dietetic students um, and I'm currently on my last placement, which is a clinical placement, which is really exciting. So I'm getting to see patients, real people. <laughs> um, I live in Toowoomba and I'm the mom of a beautiful little two-year-old. Um, I guess I have a passion for cooking and music and everything in my degree. <laughs> um well, I'm also in my final year and dietetics and I'm in my last placement. Um, I finished my clinical placement, so that's pretty Woo-hoo! exciting, um, which was a really great experience uh, for me and I, I got some really great um, input from my supervisors. Um, I'm now doing a community placement, so I'm working with Nutrition um, Australia, the Queensland branch, and just looking at um, some work with childcare centres. Um, I live in Brisbane. I have a background in science, so I've come back to dietetics as a mature age student, and I have four school age kids who keep me busy, so I'm a mum as well. <laughs> Mandy, what were you doing in in science before coming into dietetics? So I I previously I was working um, in the manufacture of therapeutic goods so firstly in quality assurance for pharmaceuticals and now I work for the blood service um, making manufacturing blood products and I had a bit of time off in between to have those babies so yeah be a stay-at-home mum for a few years I was really lucky to be able to do that so how interesting yeah 
And Anna, you were the one who made the green bread, weren't you? I was, yeah. <laughs> you just said you liked cooking. It, it sparked my memory. Yeah, I do. I, I haven't made it recently, though, to be honest. Like, it's the sort of thing that you really enjoy for a really short amount of time. <laughs> and also, I get bored of recipes, so I do. I do try different things. My most recent one was a date loaf, which was actually from mm. the Queensland government. Um, you know, they have a healthier, happier site, which is yeah. really cool. And it has zucchini and carrot in it, which I'm all for adding these things. Um, so I've got some for Mandy to bring for our next podcast picnic, oh, actually. It's in the freezer, sorry. So it'll be all date loaf. <laughs> <laughs> I like all date loaf. Um, I do a lot of cooking as well. So, um, and cooking with the kids, which I really, really love. So, been yeah. cooking a lot with my daughter. You're feeding her poison on the weekend. Yes, I, I was. Uh, we've been making um, cakes and things like that while we're on while they're on holiday. So, feeding them to her hungry brothers, which has been great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm wondering if you guys could tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind starting your podcast. Yeah. So I guess what happened was we were on placement for food service in the kitchen for something like 10 hours a day, <laughs> spending our whole time talking about, right, 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 this happened in the media and blah, blah, blah. And Mandy came in, oh, I was listening to this podcast on my commute because we both rode our bikes to the placement. Um, Mandy does a lot of bike riding. And then so next day she comes in, oh, we should start a podcast. <laughs> and I'd always, because I had been listening to a lot of podcasts, I had really wanted to start a podcast, but I, I didn't want to do it on my own. And I thought about, oh, who am I going to get to partner with me to um, start this podcast? And I rode home and I just, that day after I talked to podcasts about you and I thought, yeah. Anna, Anna would be perfect, <laughs> you know, we get yeah. on really well yeah. and... I um, think- keeping a secret from me actually when we first talked about making a podcast and you didn't actually like we're just like oh like someone should make a podcast kind of thing (laughs) and I was like secretly hoping that you'd be like oh and I should but I was a bit like scared of saying it so then the next day you came back and asked me to anyway so that was nice that worked out well for both of us yeah what a beautiful story yeah (laughs) (laughs) and I think sweet I think too um we're really interested in how food and nutrition is um, plays out in the media and who is talking about food and nutrition. And we really wanted to just provide um, extra voices that were evidence-based and, and dietitians in that space. So that yeah. was another inspiration for us. So one of the main, one of the first things on placement we talked about in the media was Curtis Stone's, yes. you know, telling people, basically that was mis. Construed, construed in the media that he's telling parents to starve their children and we both got very irate about that and that ended up being what our first podcast was about yeah yeah and and we enjoyed doing the research behind it so um each one of the podcasts even though they just sound like us sitting around our kitchen wake we've actually gone and made sure we we have the evidences um as we can find it and that we give a, a really balanced view um so we believe in food and nutrition, but we also believe in the pleasure of food and the pleasure of all foods. So just giving that balanced sort of view. Yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed when you guys presented all of the evidence on coconut oil. I thought that was really well done. Oh, thank Very you. Very thorough. Thanks, Kate, because that's, uh, that's good to know because we actually recorded that about three times before we got it right. Um, and 
took a while to get our own heads around around it because there's a lot of interesting research and it's hard to know what to believe. And that's the thing where you guys are um, nutrition scientists about to finish and you had your trouble getting your head around it. Imagine what everybody else is thinking, right? Yeah. 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 Having previously done a biochem degree, that's really helped me um, with the science and just um, it's been really great having uh, Anna to help communicate what that science means and and give it to people in a way that they can understand so that when they do hear a bit of pseudoscience or that sort of thing they've got um some tools to go hey wait a second I'm not sure that's a complete story and that's that's just what we wanted to provide people with was um some tools that they they can use their own critical thinking yeah yeah so you guys have kind of answered my next question that I was planning to ask, but maybe we could talk a little bit more about who your audience is for this podcast and where you would like to take it in the future. So um, basically our audience is, is for everyone. So for our colleagues, we wanted to provide some content but and stories and some everyday language to use um, with their patients and clients around dietetics. And then we also wanted to provide some some information about current myths and pseudoscience um, for dietitians because it seems that you think you've heard it all and then <laughs> this, this great new fact comes along. So it's quite a bit of work for dietitians to be constantly, you know, learning about these things. Um, but most of all, we wanted to um, make nutrition and dietetics um, accessible for the general public because um, they're the ones who are every day facing the consumer choices and making decisions about food for their family and themselves. So. Yeah, and there are more unqualified providers of diet information than dietitians, so we wanted to provide like, that qualified voice that is equally as holistic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm interested to know what else you ladies um, get up to in your mission to correct the nutrition misinformation out there. Yeah. So um, I we, we both approach it in quite different ways, actually. We have our little hobbies, I suppose, along with the dietitian um, dilemma. But, well, I guess a couple of years ago I found there was an avenue for um, a nutrition expert that people could just ask questions to that weren't really worth actually going and visiting a dietitian for or they weren't even going to bother going and seeing a dietitian when they should perhaps um so I created a little little Facebook page um, which progressed into a blog which um which has really helped me actually because it means I keep on top of common common questions that I'm going to be asked from people and I'm not so put on the spot by yeah and um, so I'm quite an active sceptic and um, so recently I gave a talk at the Brisbane Sceptic Camp and I was also interviewed by the Sceptic Zone podcast, which is a really popular podcast in Australia and overseas. Um, and I gave a talk about how to identify um, qualified versus unqualified health professional and how to spot pseudoscience and whether someone is not using evidence-based practice, but also um, whether someone's operating outside of their scope of practice and perhaps not going along with their professional code of conduct. So because in my own observations I've found that um, with other professions, if they ever want to broaden their services and perhaps operate out 
outside their scope of practice. It's often into the field of nutrition and dietetics that they might take a little bit of a dabble. So just from um, tools to help people identify who, who they should be getting their information from for their particular need, you know, and if it's a, a nutrition or a diet one that dietitians are really the experts. And I think it's really important um, for the general public to have those skills themselves so that they um, can, when they hear information, they can assess it critically themselves and go, oh, um, this sounds sort of like a great story, but is it coming from the right expert and does it does it comply with that expert's guidelines? So, yeah, so just, just that um, providing skills for people and hopefully those skills will lead people back to getting information and healthcare from their dietitian because, you know, we're, we're the... The true holistic providers so, yeah. which yeah. is super important with so much information at our fingertips yeah it's it it's uh, a good quality to have being able to identify where to get information from yeah definitely yeah, yeah. we'll link our listeners to that those on our show notes to your guys blog and also your podcast of course so what do we so the listeners need to do to bring our ideas to fruition just like you guys did. In some ways, maybe the the ability to procrastinate sometimes. <laughs> no, um, um, when it came to the dietitians deliver, it's really a labour of love. It's um, it, it we didn't really conceive it as a, a commercial enterprise. It's it's more um, sort of a combination of our self belief that you know what we have to give and what we have to provide to people for health is really important, and some self determination but I think also very much a passion for our profession like we really um, are very passionate about dietitians and and what skills dietitians and and unique skills dietitians bring compared to other health practitioners yeah so if you you look back on my initial blogs on my Facebook page like they're horrendous they're just very clinical and like big blocks of text Um, and I got a fair bit of feedback that helped me slowly change my approach Um, but I guess like people have now said to me, like they just assume that I'm good at it because I've been doing it for a while or because, but uh, this is just, I don't, I don't know where that's based on evidence to be honest. <laughs> um, but really like I, I'd rather try it and fail than, than think I should have tried that. Um, and if I get feedback, if we get feedback or comments from, even if it's from one person, then that means we've made a difference to one person and that's, that's worth something. For sure. Yeah, and I think um, we got a rating from someone, you know, our first rating that we got from someone that absolutely didn't know us or, or didn't have any connection yeah. to dietetics at all. And it was just so exciting that we'd reached someone who otherwise mightn't have got that information. And and also for me, I had um, a, a, a parent friend, so a, a friend through my parenting network um, come up to me and say her and her husband were looking forward to our next episode. So that was just, it's really nice yeah. to hear that we're having a bit of penetration and a bit of reach with, um, you know, evidence-based knowledge and and just also the love of food side of it and, and that, you know, enjoyment of food. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important for all dietitians, dietitian students to remember that they've got the tools to do it and they've got the knowledge to do it. All you need to do is the hardest part is putting yourself out there. Yeah, and backing yourself. But yeah, backing. Um, we'll backing back the you. Profession. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
So many really, um, really great points there. And like I was saying to you guys earlier, um, it you guys have really great sense of humor as well. And the podcast is actually, it's not just informative. It's, as I said earlier, engaging and it's it's fun to listen to. That's good. We have fun recording it. Don't oh we? yeah, we have so much fun. <laughs> and, and the podcast pippies are real. There's absolutely lots of food going on. Yeah. Every yeah. Recording. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say the cherry on the top would be for some way in the future for podcasts to somehow provide the food that was happening during the podcast picnic as well. I'm sure there'll be a way to do that in the future. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> a technology, yeah, or some kind of weird mindful eating activity, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and and that's something we've talked about too is getting some some great guests. So during our degree, we've we've had the chance to meet some really amazing dietitians, and and that's something that we definitely in future would like to think about is getting some of them on to talk to us. Yeah, that's another thing. Absolutely, we we want to promote APDs. Like that is what we want to do. <laughs> yeah. And we could also always get Fiona on to, to Fiona Willer to take us through a mindful eating experience oh, of that'd some be of amazing. our snacks because that's pretty close to the real deal, I reckon. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. That's so great. So big plans for the future then. Potentially, yeah. We the problem with Manny and I is we have so many so many ideas and not enough time. <laughs> And what, do you, and what do you guys want to do um, in terms of dietetics for the future? Um, I think my problem is that I love everything about dietetics. Um, so mm-hmm. my husband will, will tell me that every time I go on a new placement or do something new on placement, that is the thing I love the most. Like I'll come <laughs> home and go, oh, this is just amazing. Yeah. Um, but it's um, to me it's, it's a bit alarming that despite um, – the good work and the potential I could see for dietitians in our community improving health, that there are just such a small number of graduate positions. Um, so for me, I've been also working on some an interest I've got in studying a private practice and um, I'm particularly interested in the non-diet approach so that and also things like fussy eating and um, food intolerances. So all those things around eating and around food directly that um yeah that I really yeah. love so. many has some great insight especially in fussy eating and uh non-diet approach like if I if I quote anyone in my blogs it's likely to be Mandy <laughs> <but some. laughs> very cool with four very close children it was um it was definitely a baptism of fire on the whole you know getting everyone yeah. to eat the one meal and that sort of well, stuff your kids eat amazingly they even though they had cake on the weekend <laughs> They have, they definitely have cake. I think they'll be having cake in my absence tonight. So oh. My daughter was there making a, a cheesecake madly yesterday. So. Oh, yum. That's great. So they're cooking as well. Um, I would say that my, my daughter really loves MasterChef and everything cooked. Show just, just desserts, yes. Um, we we're making some pastries recently, and she was like, Oh, mummy, you need to make the pastry thin because thick pastry will get you out on just desserts. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, it's, I think, for me, um, any connection with food for kids and for, for real foods is really important. So, I feel like that's a, a bit of a theme. A lot of dietitians say, Oh, my daughter's going to be a chef or my son's going to be a chef. <laughs> I keep on telling I my kids that one child has to be a restaurant owner so I can eat <laughs> anyone I go out. 
Um, and Anna, Anna, what do you want to um, go into when you finish uni? Um, I am, well, I guess I'm keeping my options open. Um, many knows that have been going around in circles with what I want to do. I have had a couple of potential opportunities presented to me, um, but I'm just, I I'm just not sure. I'm aware that my strengths really lie in counselling um, and I've seen some eating disorder clients recently which I found super interesting and I think I was the best at them compared to all the other um, kind of situations that we had. But I have trouble pinpointing exactly what I want to do because, again, I love everything as well. Yeah. Well, that, that's good. You've, you're not, um, I guess, pigeonholing yourself. You've you're willing to try yeah different areas and in fact I'd love to try like I want to try everything (laughs) so I actually often like to ask this question I'm really interested to hear what you ladies have to say so if you could change anything in the health or even specifically the nutrition industry what would it be for me it would be APDs being the primary source of nutrition information because we are Super qualified, but um, we've all got these slight, just a bit scared to put ourselves out there. And you're going to do a better job than where everyone else is getting their nutrition information from. Yeah, and I think for me, um, what I would really love to do is is grapple back that term holistic because I often see um, unqualified providers who may have a diet to sell or a protocol a one-fit-all solution using that word when, you know, dietitians are really the holistic um, practitioners. When we go through our degrees, we do we do biochemistry, we do psychology, we do community health, we do public health. Um, we cover, you know, everything. So when that person comes into our office, we've got this big range of skills and we're really looking for the solution that's just for them. And I think that if I could do anything, I would be getting back that term holistic for dietitians. So, yeah. yeah, awesome. And a lot of us do exercise science studies as well, or something along, or, and public health. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, totally. And and that's that's another good point. Is very rarely like you often meet dietitians and they have an additional qualification. They have some expansion on their skills that makes them really fantastic at what they do, whether it's it's business or media or counselling. Quite a lot of people have psychology degrees and, and the exercise science as well. So, you know, when you come and see a dietitian, you are really seeing someone who's very qualified and, and also very dedicated to providing really great service to their clients for, and for health care. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, ladies. Some really awesome points there. And I am so excited to see where your future takes you because it is going to be bright, it seems. Um, And I'm really interested to listen to more of your podcasts. And I hope the listeners do join in on that as well. So thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me this evening. It's been so awesome. And um, we'd like to thank you, Kate and um, and Marie, for showing interest in our podcast. Um, and Marie came and gave us a guest lecture, and um, she was really uh, insightful and gave us some great information. So and very inspiring. Absolutely. Yeah, very inspiring. Yeah. So we'd we'd like to thank Marie and Dietitian Connection for. Yeah. for giving us this opportunity to talk about our podcast. It's been great. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks so much, Kate. 
Hopefully one day we can hang out in person and eat green bread. (laughs) I think I've built a little bit of a reputation for myself. (laughs) So I hope you guys, the listeners, were able to get as much from that episode as I was. And if you would like to enjoy even more opportunities, further inspiration and a front row seat to community discussions with like-minded nutrition leaders, then the Dietitian Connection Premium Membership is for you. Your premium membership will ensure that you're informed with the exclusive Dietitian Connection newsletter. And one of the most useful resources is all year round access to webinars as well as discounts at Dietitian Connection events. So to sign up, go to dietitianconnection.com and then pop to the member benefits tab and select premium benefits. Thanks again for being a part of the Dietitian Connection community. We'll see you next time for another episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast.